0: I want us to look at it that God is taking us into something. Remember, Jesus says that to us it is being given to understand the mysteries of the kingdom. And if you look at the scope of God's love, you'll wonder, right? If you want to look at it in natural ways, you'll be like, why is he speaking to other people in parables? But when he goes to speak with his disciples, he explains it to them. And you wonder, Why not explain it to others too? Because there might be somebody within the crowd that will gather this information and actually be transformed by it. Why is he withholding it? All this to say that when it comes to spiritual matters, let us not be limited by our own human senses. God knows and God has placed these boundaries for a reason that everything we receive from him comes through his son, Jesus Christ. Mm -hmm. And that is the standard. And if Jesus Christ is walking on this earth and he feels that there are secrets that should only be revealed to people who are following him, let's not come with that mentality of, oh, God loves all. God is not supposed to be like that. He's unfair. He's impartial and all that. No. God is fair. God is just. He is the epitome of justice. He is the creator and the finisher of justice. He is justice personified. So everything he does is perfect. Everything he reveals in different time periods is exactly what he knows is best for the kingdom, this world he created. So let's not use human ideologies or philosophies or schools of thoughts to discern God. Let's just enter into this mystery and allow him freedom to teach us uh, like Jesus taught his disciples. And they'll be like, Lord, who is going to enter this kingdom? You know, a rich man came and he was like, what should I do to be saved? He said, have you kept all the commandments? He said, I've kept all the commandments. I do everything. Then he's like, sell your stuff and give to the poor. What kind of gospel is that? You know, so just saying that not only what is on paper qualifies you, receiving directly from the Holy Spirit that is within you, And accessing the message of Jesus Christ as he taught in scripture, accessing and entering into that mystery will give you a dimension of God or a dimension of revelation that you have never received or thought before. So what I received from this was God saying, he said that when you choose to love my son and you choose to obey my commands, which is a proof of you loving my son, you enter into a covenant with me. It's a covenant relationship. And in a covenant relationship, it's conditional. First, you love my son. You obey his command. Then I will love you. Then I and my son will come and live inside you. I will not live inside you except you love my son and obey my commands. I will not dislove you except you love my son and obey his command. So remember what is a covenant? Two parties come, they state what they want. Let's use a marriage covenant. We go, we say, we're saying the vows. You write down your vows. He writes down his vows. But in the original Jewish way of marriage, the man will write down what he expects the wife, not in a controlling way, in a love way. These are my needs. And of course, it will be love. Trust me, there are some marriages in those days that, you know, a man will say, I'm not demanding love from you. I'm just asking that you would respect me, that you would lay the bed after we wake up, that you will have some babies for me, at least two. And then the woman will write her as to, I'm expecting that you would love me and take care of me and defend me. I would expect that you will not marry another wife after me, you know. It was individual. And so the man will write his, the woman will write hers, and both of them will exchange it. And if you look at the list and you're like, "Mm -mm, I ain't having 10 kids for you. (coughs) Then the man knows that, okay, he's going to leave and go get somebody who will have 10 kids for him. So it made it easier for you to marry someone who would meet your personal needs. It's not, oh, I don't want a child. No, let's not have a child. And then you get married and then... You start wanting a child and then the other party you know, starts suffering and then maybe you go pick another woman. Maybe it's not like she can have the child, but she refused. Maybe she can have a child and then they get married. Then by the second year, he's like, oh, I want children. So it didn't leave room for any of that to happen because both families, actually it was the families that went and exchanged the vows. It wasn't the couple involved. It was a family thing. So everybody knew that this is what you promised and this is what you're going to do. So in case of a dispute in the marriage, they can see who broke their covenant. It was clear to see who broke their covenant vows or who did not keep to what they said they would do. And so that could be corrected or those could be grounds for divorce. So the Lord was saying that in this case, the agreement is to love my son and obey Mm -hmm. his commands. And my part here is to love you. We've already established this, that God loves everybody. But this is another layer. This is our 1,000,000 D part of God that we're trying to demystify. And so he's going to love you and they'll dwell in you. Mm -hmm. And so you and I have entered into a covenant with God. And there's this level of dimensional love. Mm -hmm. And please get it. It's not a hierarchy of love. It is a dimension. It is a mystery that we enter into. When we always say that, okay, we enter into that level of blessings and all that, and then we lose someone or something horrible happens to us, we don't see the challenges people face, but the devil has a number on people. So that message of having all of that, I do not feel that it's a message that really helps people who have been attacked mentally by the enemy. Because some people's attacks are definitely heavier than others. Some people's attacks have started since they were children. Some of us didn't go through those things as children. So I'm realizing that when a child's life is being so attacked, they grow up with that scar. And even when they come to Christ and Christ says, I love you, I'm going to be there for you. And these things start hitting them. They are like God. Where are all the blessings? Where are all the things you promised? And that's why we find people who believe are very strong in faith. We find them struggling. And I'm finding that they don't understand that some of these things will come to them, but they are meant to latch onto this covenant and stand before God, pleading their case and fighting this battle. I've been asking God in the light of everything we're facing right now or what we've gone through, to show me how to get to the mind of people with his word so that it's so ingrained that no matter what they face, they can always stand up and know that God loves them. Because you'd be surprised how many strong people end up not knowing that love. So something else that I want you to ponder on, I don't want to go to the depths of that loving the whole world and everything. In Malachi 1, verse 2, the Lord said, I have loved you, but you ask, how have you loved us? The Lord said, Esau and Jacob were brothers. I loved Jacob, but I hated Esau. We know the story of Jacob and Esau. Esau despised his birthright. He did not love God. That's the Old Testament, but he did not hold on to what was offered him, his birthright. He didn't care about it. He said, what is that to me? And we found out later on that he was the worst person ever in Israel. And scripture is saying that God hated him. And remember, God is love. But God hates evil. God hates evil. I mean, you said he gave away what is birthright. But scripture has established that God's love is constant. It's the same thing you have just said, right? Yeah. But if you don't respond to that love and you choose to do your thing your own way, like Esau decided to give up his birthright, it's not that he doesn't love you. It's you have chosen to go your way. And you're not going to, end the blessings that follow Jacob, of course he didn't follow Esau, because he chose his own way. Yeah, yeah. All of this I'm throwing out there is for us to think and for yes. us to ponder and not yes. have a blanket 2D mindset about God. The mysteries are the dimensions that we are unraveling. Right. So that when the Spirit of God is telling you to do something, remember when God told Hosea to go and marry a prostitute? And how he used that whole relationship, even the birthing of all his children. Hosea ended up with these horrible names for his children because God wanted to use Hosea's life to be a picture of what he was doing in the life of an entire nation. As we go in deeper into understanding the kingdom mysteries, I want us to understand that there's a culture that is promoting things. Oh, I can do this and God will still love me. Yes. Mm-hmm. And they are putting people on pulpits. That's right. Yes. Mm-hmm. Who totally detest the ways of God, who do not obey God's commands? Yes. Who do not love Jesus. Agreed. But yes. they are asking you and I. Not to judge. They are telling us God loves all. And I'm trying to tell us that there cannot be that kind of blanket on God. Mm. One can be on that pulpit and preach the message, but if they don't love Jesus and obeying his commands, then they have not entered into this covenant we're talking about. Right. Covenant in the Bible was, they called it cutting a covenant, it involved bloodshedding. And a few of us know that when people are in love and they want to stay together forever, they will cut themselves and merge their blood together. So back in that day, and I do have scriptures that you guys can take the time and read. Because we're going deeper and I want deep understanding. In Genesis 16 from verse 6 to 21, please write it down. Genesis 15, 6 to 21, when God was making a covenant with Abraham. Now remember, he pulled Abraham from his family. His family were idol worshippers, but he pulled Abraham out. So that's how God pulls a man out. Didn't he love the rest of the family? They were all idol worshippers, but he pulled Abraham out and he brought him into a covenant. When God pulls you out, there is a covenant.